وَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلَهُمْ And their words should not grieve you. Whose words? The Prophet ﷺ is being addressed over here. The words of your opponents, they should not make you sad. Don't bother about what they say. Don't pay attention to it. Because you see, when a person strives to please Allah, when a person strives to become friends with Allah, then it's natural that people are going to be upset with him over one thing or another. They're going to criticize him. They're going to mock at him. They're going to say something or the other that is going to hurt them. And even if you're not doing something actively you know, to improve in your religion, still, do we not hear words from people that annoy us? Did you hear anything today that really bothered you and you just felt like, whatever, yeah. Yeah, uh, not even strangers, sometimes people who are close to us, our own family members. Do they ever say something that bothers you, that hurts you? Or everybody in your family is really nice and really careful. Sometimes a person is very well-meaning. They don't mean to hurt you. They're just asking you a question. But because of the state that you're in, you just get really, really annoyed. They ask you a question, they say something, and you get extremely angry. You get sad. You get upset. And if you get upset, then what will happen? How will the rest of your day go? How will it go? How will you talk with them? They'll be like, what happened? I just asked a question. And you're like, I don't want to snap at you, so please be quiet and go away. I'm just not in a good mood. Right? Why? Because you took to heart what they said. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells His Prophet, وَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ In this path, there are many difficulties. Especially coming from people. And we have to bear the difficulties of this life in order to reach great heights near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for that, we have to rise above the words of people. We have to rise above the criticism of people. And remember that the words of people cannot harm us. So don't get offended by every little thing that you hear. Don't get annoyed by every little question and every little comment. Because if we take things to heart, then we can never be happy. So لا يحزنك قولهم The Prophet ﷺ even would get hurt. He would feel sad. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling him, don't be sad. How can you not feel sad? How? That you don't take what people say to you to heart. I mean, don't feel it too much. Just say whatever and move on. Don't take it too seriously. Don't take everything personally. You know how like some people, no matter what you say, they'll get offended? You mean something good and they'll get offended? You're like, I'm scared to talk to them. They're ready to attack me. They're ready to get offended. They're just waiting to be hurt. Why? It's their mentality. It's their psychology, right? It's the way they interpret things. So what do you have to change? Your disposition. You have to change the way you understand what people have said to you. We have to change the way we interpret what we see, what we hear. And if we change our disposition, really, we can be the happiest people. We can be. But if we don't change it, 
and we take things personally, every little thing, then who's going to suffer? Who's going to suffer? We're going to suffer. So the wali of Allah, what does he remember? Okay, this has been said, that has been said. Allah knows. He has His angels who've recorded everything. Allah knows the truth. And He will call people to account. Yes, it grieves you. Yes, it makes you sad. But do something at that time to relieve yourself of that anger and that frustration. And what is one of the best ways? What is one of the best ways? Seek refuge with Allah first of all from the evil shaitan. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Start remembering the blessings of Allah. So if somebody has said something that has really annoyed you, like for example your mother even is criticizing the way you're doing something. So at that time, remember all the good things that your mother has said to you before. All the words of encouragement and all the good things. You know like women, we learn from a hadith that the Prophet ﷺ warned women. He warned women that many women will be in hellfire. Why? On account of ingratitude to their husbands. They're ungrateful to their husbands. How? That there she is living in her parents' house for such a long time and then eventually what happens? She finds a husband and he treats her well and then one day the poor guy is not able to do something and she says to him, I've never seen anything good from you. You're such a loser. That's what it means basically. You're such a failure. You're such a loser. I'm not impressed. You've never done anything good. You've always hurt me. You've always abused me. You've always used me. Really? Whenever you feel frustrated like this with your parents or with your husband or whoever, start looking at your things and think about it. Where did I get this from? And where did I get that from? Who gave me the money for this? Did I get it myself? Okay, even if I was working, who cooperated with me so that I could work and I could make money and I could buy all this stuff for myself? There's so many good things that we receive from people. Change your mentality. Change the way you think. And you know what? Happy people are happy from inside. They're happy from inside. There's a TED talk by Sam something, I don't remember his full name, but basically this boy who died at the age of 17, he had a very serious disease, a genetic disease, which caused him to grow very old very quickly. Okay, And the title is Sam's Philosophy of Happiness. Sam's philosophy of happiness. Please watch it. I'd love to show it to you here, but it's worth watching. And I'm sure you can relate with this person because he's young, he was going to school, and he did so many things in his life. Why? Because he was happy from inside. So, la يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ And if we start taking people's words to heart, we can never ever be happy. Every little Word, every little text, every little message is going to bother us. And you know what? We're going to be left alone. We're going to be left alone. We're not going to have any friends. Because every person whom you know, there are times when they please you and there are times when they upset you. There is no person out there who's perfect, who will always, always treat you like a princess, treat you like a queen. There's no one who's like that. Think about it. If you don't treat anybody like that, one day you treat your husband like he's a king, and the other day you treat him like he's a nothing. One day you treat your parents like they're the best, and another day you treat them as if they don't even exist. Right? So we do this, because it's within human nature. No person is perfect. Every person whom we benefit from, we also get hurt by them. So always look at the positive side. Leave the negative. Get over it. Ignore it.
Let them say what they say. They mock at you, they annoy you. Let them. Let the haters hate. And remember, Indeed, all honor belongs to Allah. If somebody said something that annoyed us, and we felt that we got humiliated because of what they said, it was so embarrassing. So ask yourself, so what? Who am I? They embarrassed me in public? So what? Who am I? I'm only a person. Compare my size to the size of this earth. What am I? I'm a nothing. Who am I? In these 20 million people, who am I? I'm a nothing. I'm just a person. All honor belongs to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And think about it. People say things which bother Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not approve of those words that people say about Him. And tell me, are there not people saying that Allah has a son? Like almost all the time? Aren't they saying that? And this statement, it annoys Allah. He doesn't like this statement. He gets so angry in Surah Maryam, we learn, تَكَادُ السَّمَاوَاتُ يَتَفَطَّرْنَ مِنْهُ The skies, they would burst. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets so angry when people associate a child to him. But do we see all these things happen? Do we see the mountains crumbling and the sky you know, bursting? Do we see that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who deserves all honor. People say things that are not right about him. Aren't there people who insult God in general? Aren't there so many dirty jokes out there about God in general? Aren't there? So many. There's so many. If people insult Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then who are we if they insulted us? If they said something to hurt us, to annoy us, just remember, إِنَّ الْعِزَّةَ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا Sometimes somebody has said something or somebody has done something to us because of which we feel our life has been messed up. Our life got ruined. Again remember, إِنَّ الْعِزَّةَ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا he is the hearing, the knowing. He has heard what people have said to you. And he knows how they've treated you, what they've done to you. He knows. And he has a lot of reward for people who are patient for his sake. Allah, unquestionably, inna lillahi, indeed it belongs to Allah. Who? Man fil samawati wa man fil ardi. Whoever that is in the heavens and whoever that is in the earth. Everyone in the skies, in the earth, belongs to who? Allah, He is their Khaliq, their Creator, and He is their owner. He is their owner. So what does it mean? Realize Allah is all-powerful over everybody. So no matter who someone is, and no matter what they're saying to you, and no matter how strong they are and how powerful they are, always remember that Allah, the Greater, is above them. So if He's your friend, what do you have to fear? What do you have to fear? I remember this lady once telling me that she was the only sister of like three or four or five brothers. I don't know how many brothers, but she was the only sister. And she was saying that when she was in school, obviously she was very outgoing, very loud. And you can imagine such a girl, there would be many guys going after her in different ways. So she's like, anytime somebody would, you know, do something like to get my attention or like, you know, like, People, you know how guys behave sometimes around girls when they're seeking their attention. So she said, anytime I felt like that, I would just call my brother or uh, something and that was it. 
everything would be taken care of. Nobody would dare say anything to me, do anything to me because I had brothers. And people knew I had brothers. I had brothers. So nobody, nobody dared to hurt me. Awliya Allah, who do they have on their side? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always remember, whenever you feel weak, whenever you feel alone, whenever you feel threatened, just remind yourself, this person who's scaring me, Allah owns them. And you know what? They can hurt me right now, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to leave them. It's like, you, you know, you get this confidence that you're not alone. Allah will protect you. And even if this person hurts you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows them to hurt you. Now, what's going to happen in the hereafter? Are they going to continue like this forever, this person? No. The other day I read in the news that this man, he raped and killed a baby girl of 11 months old. I read that and I was just shocked. And this person is supposed to be executed. And um, I don't know if he already got executed or he's supposed to within six months or something, but uh, a person can do the most atrocious thing even to hurt others. But remember, Allah is above them. Allah is above them. Remember, أَلَا إِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَمَا يَتَّبِعُ الَّذِينَ And those people do not follow. Which people? الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ those people who call upon others besides Allah. Who do they call upon besides Allah? Shuraka, partners. Meaning those whom they have associated with Allah as partners. What do they follow? Allah says, إِن يَتَّبِعُونَ They do not follow إِلَّا except Allah, the supposition. They fear others. They love them. They adore them. They serve them. They worship them. But if you think about it, is it a fact? No. They associate partners with Allah, but these partners, what do they own? Nothing. Who's the owner of all? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What power do these false partners have? Nothing. وَإِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يَخْرُصُونَ And they're only guessing. يَخْرُصُونَ is from the root letters خَرَصَاد and خِرْس is basically to estimate the quantity of fruit on a tree. Estimate. So it's harvest time and what happens is this person, he goes in an orchard and he looks at a tree Let's say it's an apple tree. And he says, hmm, I think there's about 20 kilos of mangoes on this. Does he have any way of proving it? Have you ever seen some apples that are heavy and other apples are light? Have you ever noticed that? So if you just look at an apple, can you tell if it's heavy or light? Not necessarily. You can't tell. So if a person is looking at a tree and he says, I think there's about this many pounds, this many kilograms of fruit on this tree. What is that? A guess. It's as good as a lie. Right? So, inhum illa yakhrusun. All these false gods whom they rely upon, they're just guessing. So, O oh, you who believe in Allah, have trust upon Allah. He's real. How could you not have confidence in Him? He is the one who who has made for you al-layla, the night. Why has He made for you the night? Why didn't He just give us light 24 hours? Why did He make the night? لِتَسْكُنُوا فِيهِ So that you obtain rest in it. You can get some rest in it. تَسْكُنُوا from سَكَنَةً 
to come to rest. Because you know what? When night falls, when it becomes dark outside, what happens automatically? What happens automatically? You just start feeling it's time to go to bed. Which is why when the days are much longer, even if Maghrib is at 9 o'clock, we feel fresh. We're like, yeah, we have to do something. We wait for the night to happen. And when the night happens, we're like, oh my God, it's 9.30. It's 10 o'clock. It's so late. So why has he made the night? لِتَسْكُنُوا fihi. One nahara and the day he has made mubsira, one giving light. Mubsir, basadra. Basara to see, mubsir, one that gives light. So he has made the day in order to give light to us. Why? So that we can see everything. Notice over here, the night he has described it with what? With what we can do in the night. And what is that? Rest. And the day he has described it with what? With its characteristic, that it is one that enlightens. Why? So that the other half, we use our own mind and see. That in the day, when we can see everything, what should we be doing? Sleeping? With the shutters down? Yeah? Sleeping with the day off? Be wise. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ Indeed in that are surely signs لِقَوْمٍ يَسْمَعُونَ For people who listen attentively, who pay attention to what is being said, who reflect, who pay heed. قَالُوا They said, اتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ وَلَدَا Allah has a child. Subhanahu, glorified is he. What is he going to do with a child? Who al ghani? He is rich. He doesn't need a child. Lahu ma fil samawati wa ma fil ard. To him belongs whatever is in the heavens and whatever that is in the earth. He doesn't need a child. They see his tawheed, yet they associate partners with him. They ascribe weakness to him. He is the owner of all. He doesn't need a child. He has all powers. What is he going to do with a child? Who needs a child? Who needs a child? Someone who's weak. Right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all perfect. In عِنْدَكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ بِهَذَا In not. عِنْدَكُمْ with you. مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ Any proof. بِهَذَا for this. You have no evidence for this. And sultan also means authority. You have no authority to make this claim. Who do you think you are to say that Allah has a child? What evidence do you have? What proof do you have? What authority do you have to say such a thing about Allah? Ataquluna, are you saying Allahi about Allah ma'alamun what you do not know? Think about it. About an ordinary person. Let's say there's a friend of yours. She came one day to your house and some relative of yours they saw your friend. And then once your friend goes, let's say your father returns, and this relative of yours starts talking about your friend to your father. And says, you know this uh, friend of your daughter's, she's from uh, this country. And you're like, no. She's like, but isn't her skin like this? So she must be from that country. You're like, no. Who said she's from that country? You know like people, they just assume things and they start talking without any proof. And they will just assume about others that, oh, she must have been a refugee and she must have been this and she must have been... And they start describing them. You're like, no. Who said? Who told you? What are you talking about? If somebody starts describing your friend in that way, what will you think about this individual? Wow, they're so knowledgeable. Yeah? Are you going to say, wow, they're so observant? What are you going to say? Oh my God. How foolish could they be? Right? If somebody is talking about another without knowledge... Instantly they fall in your eyes. Instantly. And people talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge and they think it's okay. 
and they speak with so much confidence? Qul, say, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَفْتَرُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ Those people who fabricate lies about Allah, لَا يُفْلِحُونَ They will never be successful. They can never be successful. They're just getting respite right now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lets them live. So they keep lying and they keep ascribing lies to Allah. But in the long run, they will never be successful. مَتَاعٌ فِي dunya. For them is a brief enjoyment in this life, in this world. What they're having right now, what they're enjoying right now is just a matar, temporary, fit dunya in the world. Thumma ilayna marjiruhum. Then to us will be their return. When when they return to Allah, what will happen? Thumma Then we will make them taste the severe punishment. Why? Bima kanu yakfurun? Because they used to disbelieve. We usually measure the correctness of someone based on their worldly success. If they have everything, they must be right. But what do we learn here? That if somebody is doing something wrong, saying something wrong, and yet they have it all, it's just a respite. It's just a matar. Sooner or later this will end, everyone will return to Allah, and that is where the real consequence will be. وَاتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ And recite to them, نَبَأَ نُوح The story of Nuh salam. The first people who committed shirk were who? The people of Nuh salam. It is said that between Adam salam and Nuh salam, there was a time of a thousand years. How long? A thousand years. In a hadith we learn, which is authenticated by Shaykh al-Bani, he said, Adam salam was a prophet who was spoken to directly by Allah. And there were between him and Nuh ten centuries. Ten centuries. How much is a century? Huh? A hundred years. So ten centuries would mean how many years? A thousand years. So there were a thousand years between Adam and Nuh. And for these first thousand years of human existence, there was no shirk. And then gradually, gradually it was coming, but it wasn't being done. I mean, the way shirk is, you know, when it spreads. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Nuh salam to warn the people. And you know that Nuh salam he warned them, he did da'wah to them for almost a thousand years, right? But what was the response that he received? People were annoyed. They didn't want to listen to him. In Surah Nuh, we learned that people would put their fingers in their ears. Every time Nuh salam would do da'wah, they would put fingers in their ears. They would cover themselves up with their clothes. Like, oh, go away, we don't want to hear you. They would avoid him. They didn't want to listen to him. He would call them secretly, privately, one-on-one, and you know, in a public gathering also. He would call them in every way, but they didn't want to listen. إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ When he said to his people, يَا قَوْمِ O my people, إِن كَانَ If it is, كَبُرَ عَلَيْكُمْ Very big on you, meaning you can't take this anymore. What? مَقَامِ My maqam, وَتَذْكِيرِ And my تَذْكِيرِ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ With the ayat of Allah. Two things that I do and you can't bear it anymore. What two things are they? First of all, maqam. What is maqam? Position, the place of standing. Meaning the position of prophethood that Allah has given me. Or my standing amongst you, warning you, reminding you, teaching you. You can't bear that anymore. You can't bear me. You don't want to see me anymore. وَتَذْكِيرِ And the fact that I remind you. I remind you of the ayat of Allah. You don't want to know me. You don't want to hear me. You want to get rid of me basically. Then, فَعَلَى اللَّهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ Then upon Allah, I rely. Meaning, I don't fear you. I don't fear you. 
فَأَجْمِعُوا أَمْرَكُمْ So go ahead and gather your أَمْرُ أَجْمِعُوا Gather, collect. What should you gather? أَمْرَكُمْ Your matter. Meaning, how you're going to finish me, how you're going to hurt me, how you're going to kill me, whatever you want to do. Go ahead, get together, and plan something. فَأَجْمِعُوا أَمْرَكُمْ وَشُرَكَاءَكُمْ And also your partners. Meaning, seek the help of you know these gods of yours. Go ahead, seek their help. ثُمَّ then لَا يَكُنْ أَمْرُكُمْ Your matter should not be عَلَيْكُمْ upon you غُمَّةٌ Obscurity. غُمَّةٌ is from the root letters غَيْنْ مِيْمِيْمْ مي. غَمَامٌ is also used for a cloud. Now when it's very cloudy, what happens? What happens? It becomes gloomy and dark. Right? So when things are dark, they're unclear. So غُمَّةٌ gives meaning of secrecy, obscurity. Meaning, don't keep it as a secret plan. Rather, keep it open. Go ahead. Publicly oppose me. Publicly try to come up with something to hurt me. Go ahead. Don't hide it from me. Because you see, many people what they do is when they're trying to hurt someone, they try to make a secret plan. And if they do it openly, what message are they giving to the person? We don't have any fear of you. We can do whatever we want to. So he says, ثُمَّ لَا يَكُنْ أَمْرُكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ and then when you've made all this plan, go ahead and uqdu, carry it out, ilayya to me, meaning on me. Wala tunziruni, and don't give me any respite. Basically, Nuh is challenging them. You want to get rid of me? You're sick and tired of me? You don't want to hear me anymore? Go ahead, make a plan to get rid of me. And seek the help of your idols. And don't even you know, do it secretly. Do it openly. Do it with full confidence, without any fear. And don't give me any respite. Don't delay. Do it. Go ahead and hurt me. What does it show? The confidence of this Prophet. How confident he was. Because only a person who is 100% confident can give such a challenge. If a person has even the slightest doubt, he cannot give such a challenge. He said, فَإِن تَوَلَّيْتُمْ And if you turn away, فَمَا سَأَلْتُكُمْ مِنْ أَجْرٍ If you don't listen to me, then you know what? I'm not asking you for any reward anyway. It's like you're trying to sell something to someone and they don't buy it. So are you going to lose something? Yeah, of course. You're going to lose the profit, you're going to lose the commission. Right? So you want to make sure that you find a buyer. You want to make sure that you know you find somebody to buy that off of you. But he says over here, if you turn away, I'm not asking you for anything anyway. Meaning, I have nothing to lose. If you don't listen, I have nothing to lose. In ajriya illa Allah. My reward is only upon Allah. Meaning, what can you give me anyway? I don't need anything from you. Wa umirtu, and I was commanded, and akuna min al-Muslimin, that I should be of those who surrender to Allah. So if I'm warning you, if I'm reminding you, and you want to get rid of me, you're annoyed, super annoyed. Remember, I'm not doing this to call you to myself. I'm doing this. In submission to Allah. So what happened? فَكَذَّبُوهُ So they denied him. فَنَجَّيْنَاهُ But Allah saved him. وَمَمَّعْهُ فِي الْفُلْكِ And whoever was with him in the ship. وَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ And we made them. Who? The people who denied Nuh a.s. خَلَائِفْ خَلَائِفْ is the plural of Khalifa. Successors. Those who come in. Generations. Meaning it was the people who believed in Nuh a.s. Who were very few. It is said there were about 80 people. Can you imagine? 900 years, only 80 people. So only those were saved. And the rest of the people destroyed in the great flood. And these 80 people whom Allah saved, they became the successors of the earth. Meaning the rest of humanity came from their children. This is why Nuh is also known as Adam al-Thani. 
And we caused to drown those people who denied our ayat. فَانْظُرْ So look, كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُنْذَرِينَ How is the consequence of those people who were warned? How was your consequence? Did their money help them? Did their things help them? Nothing. So Nuh was the first messenger. Adam was the first prophet and Nuh was the first messenger. And if he was opposed in this way, what did that mean? That every messenger who would come after him would face something very similar. So after the story of Nuh many other stories are mentioned, which inshallah we will learn in our next lesson. And what is the primary lesson in all of this? That the person who is calling others to Allah, he should be confident. And this confidence begins from what? Iman in Allah. And when a person will have Iman in Allah, he better rely on Him. He better take Him as His friend. He better take Him as His support. Only then He will be successful. Recitation. وَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ إِنَّ الْعِزَّةَ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ أَلَا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَن فِي الْأَرْضِ وَمَا يَتَّبِعُ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ شُرَكَاءَ إِن يَتَّبِعُونَ إِلَّا الظَّنَّ وَإِنْ هُمْ إِلَّا يَخْرُصُونَ هُوَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ اللَّيْلَ لِتَسْكُنُوا فِيهِ وَالنَّهَارَ مُبَصِرًا إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَسْمَعُونَ قَالُوا اتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ وَلَدًا سُبْحَانَهُ هُوَ الْغَنِيُّ لَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ إِنْ عِنْدَكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ بِهَذَا أَتَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ قُلْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ وَاتْلُ عَلَيْهِمْ نَبَأَ نُوحٍ إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ يَا قَوْمِ إِنْ كَانَ كَبُرَ عَلَيْكُمْ مَقَامِي وَتَذْكِيرِي بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ فَعَلَى اللَّهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ فَعَلَى اللَّهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ فَأَجْمِعُوا أَمْرَكُمْ وَشُرَكَاءَكُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَكُنْ أَمْرُكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ غُمَّةً ثُمَّ قُضُوا إِلَيَّ وَلَا تُنْظِرُونَ فَإِنْ 
تَوَلَّيْتُمْ فَمَا سَأَلْتُكُمْ مِنْ أَجْرٍ إِنْ أَجْرِيَ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ وَأُمِرْتُ أَنْ أَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَكَذَّبُوهُ فَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَمَنْ مَعَهُ فِي الْفُلْكِ وَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ خَلَائِفَ وَأَغْرَقْنَا الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا فَانْظُرْ كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُنْذَرِينَ سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته